Welcome to the Outbreak MMA Podcast, and we missed you all too. I want to thank you all for stopping by here on Anchor.fm, or maybe listen to us on Spotify. There's always Apple Podcasts and plethora of other ways you can listen to us, so it's amazing stuff right now. It is Friday, July 26th of 2019. Yes, we well, actually, technically, we're recording this on a Wednesday, but by the time you hear it, it will be Friday. Um, which means, can we just, hold on, actually, let me do this this way. Ow. Thank you. Stop that. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. Today is Friday, July 26th of 2019, which means tomorrow is UFC 240. I'm going to try this one more time and see if anybody can remember this, okay? Today is Friday, July 26, 2019, which is... It's the day that the Outbreak MMA Podcast returns. Isn't your birthday this month? Well, wowie kazowie, somebody figured it out. Ah, right, look, I've taken a lot of shots to the head. you got to <laughs> forgive me, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, today is my 40th birthday. Happy birthday, James. Thank you. So, anyway, uh, listen, we're a week behind because, you know, last week, due to some uh, unforeseen circumstances, we were unable to be on uh, the air. However, we're on the air tonight. Mark, take it away. Let's talk about what's going on. All right, it's going to be a long show, but we're going to try to make it as short and painless as possible and cover the high points. So, right off the bat, let's just jump right into it. Um... The UFC Fight Night uh, from July 13th, uh, we had a number of really awesome fights with that. Um, Pena defeated Montano uh, after a long layoff via decision. Uh, I actually thought she fought a really solid fight. Um, I actually enjoyed that fight quite a bit. It was a good fight. Um, yeah, and I, I, I mean, like I said, nothing against Montano. I just, I, I, I thought Pena just was, you know, is a, is a better fighter. Um, well, she was definitely a better fighter that night. Yes. Uh, we also had, um, we're just going to cover a couple of these. Uh, Hall defeated Elkins via decision. Now, I like Hall, even though a lot of people do not like Hall. As a matter of fact, when you watch Hall fight, you usually hear a lot of boos because he ends up going for the ankle lock quite often. Um, as a matter of fact, I think when I picked in the one pool that I'm in, I picked Hall by, by submission. Um, but I am kind of surprised that he did defeat Elkins. Elkins, actually, he stuck in there. Uh, and he fought a good fight. It's just one of those things. It's, you're leaving it up to the judges, and the judges went in the favor of Hall. Yes, yes. Um, it kind of goes to show you. Want to want to try to not leave it in the hands of judges. Uh, we also had uh, uh, Emmett defeat Bechtick, uh in a first round uh, TKO. Um, 
that I actually thought was going to go to decision. Um, well, just about every fight in that card went to decision for a long time, didn't it? That was the next prelims. No, that was actually that, that was, was last, last week. week. That okay. was last week. Yeah, that's okay. That, that, that's okay. Uh, They're all meshing together now. Two weeks worth of fights. I know. <laughs> uh, but 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 again, I mean, I thought looked great. Uh, he also was in his hometown. Um, mm. He's one of the guys that that trains with Faber, um, and we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Andre Touchy Feely, I, I, I love that name. Um, uh, actually, I believe he got performance of the night for his first round TKO over uh, Shane uh, Moraes. Um, it was a it was a, it was it was a great finish. Um, wh- why are you all looking at me? Just because I think his name's cool. That's exactly why we're looking at you. It just we have to wonder about you sometimes. Touchy Feely. If you weren't married to Danielle, I really would be worried, but... Again, I just think it's a cool name. Now, okay, there's a story behind... Okay, next next was was your eye favorite. The 45-year-old, 12-year-old, good lord. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) Your eye favor defeated Simone uh, in 46 seconds uh, by TKO. Uh, Now, it's important to note he's 40 years old. He's a Hall of Famer. He retired. But so am I. He, 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 yes, so are you. <laughs> so are you. No insult, but Faber's in a lot better shape than you are. Um, For now. But he retired. But he, again, going into this, Faber, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was the second largest underdog on this card. Yes, which he was. Which I thought was very surprising, considering the fact that Faber has stayed very active over the past three years. Um, he, he's, he's fought in a number of different jiu-jitsu tournaments, uh, and he still, I mean, he, he's still training every day. He's still in great shape. Uh, and, and Simone, it's not that Simone is a, is, is, is a, you know, a pushover by any means, but again, it goes to show you that, that, that Faber can, you know, he was hungry. It was in his hometown and he came out there in 46 seconds, uh, just laid him out. Look, it was a great hit. I'm not going to take it away from Faber. Faber is in great shape. But I know what you're going to say. He, he was fortunate. I'm not going to say he was lucky because he wasn't lucky. He was fortunate to hit connected as well as it did. His opponent is not some weakling. It's not like he overpowered him or he showed him up. He caught him just right with a good punch and won the fight. It's not like he was something Superman. He just happened to be... He was in good shape, which is... Credit to him, but he caught him just right. Well, and that leads to his challenge of Henry Cejudo when Henry Cejudo is healed up. And both of them are playing into this. There, there, is a, there, there, there was a decent amount of trash talk the week after between the two of them. And that actually might test that to see if it really was just a lucky punch or if Faber can actually hang. I think Faber can hang. Now... I do want to move on to the next one, which I thought was one of the worst stoppages I've ever seen, mm. uh, where Durand May defeated Ladd by TKO at 16 seconds. Um, now, there's no disputing it was an early stoppage by Herb Dean. Um, most people uh, agree on that. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've read or heard of anyone that disagrees with that. Um, it was just not a good stoppage. Now, refs are human, too. But this is not the first time that Herb Dean's done this. Uh, the last bad stoppage was in the Askren-Lawler fight when Askren had a bulldog choke on Lawler. Lawler actually gave Herb Dean a thumbs up, and just moments later, Herb Dean stopped the fight and said that Lawler submitted, which 
clearly if you watch the video was not the case. So this is, you know, Herb Dean's no uh, stranger to controversy. Go ahead and, and, and talk about that, but then I want to talk about one more thing about Lad. Well, it's one of those things. Did he make a mistake? Yes, I think he made a mistake. Nobody seems to be arguing with me. You're not even arguing with me on that, so we're all we're all in agreement there. And Herb Dean screwed up. It's a shame because everybody makes mistakes, but this was high profile. Herb Dean is high profile. His mistakes stand out more than others. So it just it it's they do. It's a bad situation all the way around. The only argument that I heard in favor of the stoppage was if they didn't, if if Herb Dean didn't stop it when he did, that Durandame would have done a lot more damage to Lad. Well, okay, possible. it's possible, but it's also possible Lad could have actually worked her way back up to her feet, or taken Durandame down and worked her that way. So. You know, again, it's it's you could say anything's possible in that case. That's that's a horrible excuse for, for for a stoppage like that. Now, I do want to mention something else though. When Lad weighed in initially uh, at the weigh-ins the day before, she looked—I mean, she looked horrible. Now, it wasn't the first time that Lad has had trouble cutting weight. She openly admitted it was a difficult weight cut. Um, she did look fine come fight night. Um, yeah. She was evaluated 90 minutes before the fight by the California Athletic Commission, um, which was for her own safety. Uh, California is actually usually really good as far as trying to protect the athletes. Um, again, the last time she looked that bad uh, was uh, prior to, I believe it was UFC 229, it was a fight against Tony Evinger. Um, and she, again, she was shaking visibly on the scale. Um, she turned around and delivered one of the best performances of her career, um, dominating, the, you know, the former Invicta FC champion uh, in Everger, uh with a first-round TKO. But you do have to kind of wonder, because weight cuts do take a lot out of you, especially because you're, you're essentially dehydrating yourself, and you're dehydrating the brain as well. And you have to wonder if that played a role in the early stoppage in Herb Dean's brain. The only one that really knows that is Herb Dean, and thus far, I haven't seen Herb Dean comment on it yet. Herb Dean, for his reputation, is probably best suited to not mention this at all and let Dana White and the USC hierarchy handle all the press on this and just not get into this. Well, that just means it's just going to blow over and nobody's going to say anything, which, which might be a good thing. I mean, again, Herb Dean is one of the better refs, especially you know now that now that McCarthy you know stepped usually out. I'm very happy with Herb Dean. <laughs> yeah. just, this is one fight that I'm not happy with him. No, I agree. Now, since we're talking about missed weight, um, uh, Jennifer Maya uh, on on July 20th, we'll move towards July 20th now. Uh, but Jennifer Maya uh, faced Roxanne Mataferi. Uh She missed weight by three pounds. Right um, now. I understand, and, and I and I commented this on, on on a friend's Twitter page once, and got sternly rebuked by someone saying, "Well, females' weight, you know, uh, can can fluctuate greatly." The fact of the matter is, is is fighters are paid to come in at a certain weight, and we have male and female fighters. You you are paid to come in at a certain weight. Missing it by a pound, 
two pounds. Okay, understandable. You know, uh, three pounds, four pounds, five pounds. No, no. There, there's, you know, at I least mean, it wasn't twenty-seven. Uh, there, well, no, that yeah, that happened at Ryzen, and that that was that that. But the thing uh, is, <laughs> Maya, she came in. You know, um, my or not Maya, but um. Well, yeah, Maya. I don't know why I'm getting this confused because I'm there two the ends, two ends. But either way, she came in three pounds over. It's one of those things. She didn't do it right. She didn't get the job done as far as the performance, and it cost her what thirty percent? I believe I have to double check. I believe it was thirty percent of the purse. Yeah, but I mean, she won. So, yeah. and again, that that tends to be a trend uh, over the past couple of years. If you come in overweight. Most of the fighters that have come in overweight have actually won. Now, one of the things that one championship fighting has done, they actually made all their fighters move up a weight class. And one of the reasons why is because there was a fighter that they had, and I believe this was two years ago. I might be wrong. It might have only been one year ago. Uh, he had a really rough weight cut. Um, I don't remember the name of the fighter, but he died. And uh, he, you don't remember the name of a fighter? No, no, I actually don't remember the name of this guy. Mark this on your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Mandrake cannot remember the name I, of a fighter. July well, twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. I was, I was actually more concerned at the fact that that, that unfortunately a, a fighter passed away, mm -hmm. and and he had passed away from a weight cut, and that's one of the things that, and you know, you know, obviously for people that are listening off air, we we talk about the weight cuts actually quite often. Because a number of us, you know, have, have, have wrestled or done martial arts or what have you and have had to stick with, with weight cuts. And I know when I wrestled amateur, hmm. I had to go through some vicious weight cuts where we did a lot of nasty things to, to, to get down. Wrapping yourself in garbage bags, yeah. chewing gum and spitting and not swallowing you, just anything to get that extra water out of you, sweating your bag off just to try and make that weight. Exactly. And so. almost killing yourself in the process. Yep. Per MMAfighting.com, the answer to that, and that's per UFC.com, they got their source from, it is a 30% of her purse will be the fine for the uh, being out of weight. So. Yeah, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that goes to Modiferi. Um So, I mean, yeah, she lost the fight. She still got a little bit of extra money. I know Modiferi was not happy with the fact that she lost it. Um, but, you know, again, it's it's... She accepted the fight. She could have turned it down. Unfortunately, she would have turned it down. She wouldn't have gotten paid. Uh, neither neither woman would have gotten paid. Uh, but you know, again, weight cuts are important. We will touch on that. You know, in a show, we're not actually trying to cram two weeks into one uh, right. because I think weight cuts are something important that we. Uh, Nobody we'll likes talk to about. lose, Mark. Let's face facts. You're you're a competitor. You're you're a fighter. You want to win. Losing yeah. sucks. Yes. Oh, definitely. So, of course, he's not happy. Definitely. All right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, I want you to pay attention to this because we've got a lot of really awesome things we want to actually enlighten you to, and we'll be right back. If you're like me and most adults, you have daily aches and pains. One thing that has helped me with the discomfort is using CBD products. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. This has no THC and it won't get you high. There's been a lot of research about CBD helping with inflammation, and I can say from personal experience it does give me some relief. 
The company I recommend is CBDMD.com. They have all sorts of CBD products, oil tinctures and capsules, gummies, topicals, and bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for animals. Check them out at CBDMD.com. Outbreak MMA Podcast. As you know, Outbreak Entertainment is full of podcasts, wrestling shows, ring rentals. Get your items today that you need from Outbreak. And if you like our podcast, this week we're going to be live coming from Fighting from a Cure 6 in Sarasota, Florida on Sunday. We're going to be on the air somewhere between 2 and 4 um, for a short show, but we're going to talk about what's going on for Fighting from a Cure. So you want to Tune in with me and Ferrari this Sunday um, on Tales from the Highway. Let's get back to some MMA action here with the Suicide Messiah, Mark Mandrake, and the Don, Don Vincenzo. So, Thank you, James. Vin, Don, Vince, <laughs> I call you whatever. Chin Just don't call me late for dinner, okay? No, never do You'll that. You'll never be late for dinner. But um, if you want to run down a couple of these results, actually. Well, you, you look at your first of the results. You have Jennifer, uh, Maya defeated Roxanne uh, Modafferi. We were talking about that with the uh, the weight cut issue. Yes. Before we went to the break. Unanimous decision. Uh, I can't argue with it. it. It was... Maya was the better fighter. I don't know if the weight was... I, I don't think three pounds made no. that much difference. She was just a better fighter that night, but uh, I agree with you. As much as Monterey wasn't happy with the loss, and I, like we said, why would you be happy with the loss? She made out better purse-wise, so it might even things and take the sting out of it a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, the other, uh, next, we'll we'll talk about uh, Dan Hooker um, defeating James Vick uh, with a with a first, first round, round KO. KO. Yeah. Um, that was that was just vicious, um, and. You know, James Vick was the local boy because it was from, uh, I believe it was San Antonio. Yep. Uh, and he was a local boy. And, and, and Hooker, that I I actually picked Vick. Um, I wasn't expecting that, though. Uh, even if Hooker won, I expected I don't think anybody was expecting Well, Vick definitely wasn't <laughs> expecting I'll tell you that much. No. Poor boy was seeing stars for a week after that one. Yeah. And that, it, was, it, was a, it was a nice, clean finish. Um for that first round KO. Yeah, it's you know it's, it's the funny thing is on these first round KOs, on any of these quick KOs, they're impressive for the the one spot. But I honestly would rather see a fight go two three rounds and two guys that are more evenly matched and, and really throw it down. I mean that uh, a couple weeks ago Jones and and um, Santos Santos. I don't really care who won because those two stood toe to toe and just banged it out for so long. I was like, well, I can deal with that. I don't care who wins. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Santos win it, but, I mean, it was still one. I didn't feel like I was left out. Some of these things, like that quick knockout that uh, Masvidal had a few weeks ago, the, this one with uh, with Hooker, it, when they're that quick, I kind of feel cheated. No, I agree with you. I, I, I'm a little bit different. I know a lot of people would like to see two guys just stand and bang and, you know, I, uh, you know, on occasion it is nice to see that. Yeah. Um, I do definitely appreciate the groundwork as well, though. 
Yeah. Um, you, you, you take someone that... Well, that's you were a wrestler for years. Of course you do. Yeah, you, you take someone that's got good jiu-jitsu or good wrestling and, and, and you pair it up against someone else that also has a good wrestling or jiu-jitsu, uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. And they can have a hell of a fight. Now, the casual fans might not enjoy it quite as much. No, casual fans probably will love these short, quick knockouts. Exactly. Because they are. They're, they're a spectacle. And because they are such, you know, like, holy smokes. You know, that, that impact, that pow, is always going to be great to the right. casual fan. They, to us, they would have been bored in the uh, pre- in the in the prelims then because there were no yeah. there were no. no decisions before the uh, time expired. Yeah, yeah, so. there, yeah, it was all decisions for that. Oh, yeah, so that, all, uh, and that yeah, was nothing a, was quick before. The three of us were texting between the three of us about that, about being kind of surprised about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, though, that goes to show you how, in theory... How evenly matched um, most of this card was, um, and for the most, I mean, I mean, even Hooker and James Vick, it really, by all rights, looked like an evenly matched fight, and 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 that's where, and I think this goes to what you're saying, Vince, is that you know just because you end up getting that 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 lucky strike, um, doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, I mean, it, those two guys could fight again and you might end up seeing the tables turn and right. just hit a lucky shot. Uh, because they, they, they were two very evenly matched. Hey, as long as UFC doesn't have to put in some kind of rule that you have to last 91 seconds to get paid, I'm good. Well, now, we're going to talk about rules. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to throw in a rule that guys have to wear jumpers when they do interviews like Juan Adams did the night before the fight. What are you, the fashion police all of a sudden? Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I, if you guys didn't watch the pre-show uh, that was on the night before, Juan Adams, who faced Greg Hardy uh, that Saturday, he wore this really ugly as hell jumper, and I guess somebody dared him to do it. And oh, he lost a bet. Yeah, I think. Well, no, I don't think he lost a bet. I think someone said he wouldn't do it. He said, "Oh yeah." And then what is this? I'll hold my beer type situation. Yeah, one of those types of situations. That's what it came across. At any rate, what had happened with that fight? Now, of course, Greg Hardy. I'm not a big fan of Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy is his has been involved with domestic abuse and and things like that. Um, uh, and you know, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's one of those guys where he seems to come off sincere sometimes when you know deep down inside that he's not. Um, or, or at least that's the impression that he gives. Okay. Uh, now that being said, you know, Greg Hardy faced Juan Adams. It was a first round TKO, 45 seconds. That's not to say that Greg Hardy is that good. That's actually to say that Juan Adams was that sloppy. He shot in for a really sloppy, uh, uh, I believe it was a single leg takedown and Hardy was just pummeling him and Adams didn't do anything. To better himself in that position, and that's at all. the thing because a lot, some of those, many of those hits were not hitting anything significant. No, except for the fact that it just jarred the whole body. And usually, I'm, I'd be, well, he's not doing anything. The problem was Adams wasn't doing anything. He made no effort to get away from it. He didn't try no. to get up. He didn't try to get out. He just no. figured, what is he going to let you know? Just tire him out? Oh, I'm just going to beat up my arms until he can't swing anymore, and then I'm going to beat him. 
you know, that was his plan, it was dead ass stupid. Yeah, and, and and I really hope for 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 Adams' case because Adams is a big boy and and, and he 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 could be a, a, a decent heavyweight with the right training and, and background. I, I really hope that he gets a reputable uh, uh, team behind him and and he puts the work in because he does have a good personality and, and he's a big boy and watching him on the Contender Series, I wouldn't want to be hit by that guy. Right, and nobody's complaining about the referee stopping that one and calling it a TKO because there's no, no argument. But You can't make an argument. But there was <laughs> something interesting about Damir Mergliata stopping that. He stopped the fight. They announced that Hardy was the winner. And then Hardy does this little... I, I, I think Michael Bisping said it was like a, a, a Fortnite dance or something like that. I was listening to his podcast. He mentioned something like some dance that you see on Fortnite. I, I, I don't know. I just thought he should have been shot with a tranquilizer dart to stop it. Well, the the, the, the funny thing is, is as it, you know, Damir there was Gliotta nothing funny about ra- that dance. No, 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 no. But Damir Mergliotta raised his hand and he's just walking away. You see Damir Mergliotta just shaking his head like, why? And to 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 Mergliotta's defense, a lot of people were like, oh well. He was he was offended that he had to raise the hand of Greg Hardy no. because of that. I don't think that's it at all. No, he was offended to have to deal with the guy dancing once he raised his hand. It's like, oh, I don't believe this nonsense. Well, Hardy's celebration was kind of over the top considering who he was facing. Beating Juan Adams is not going to propel you into a title position by any stretch of the imagination. He didn't win that match because he did anything spectacular. He won that match because his opponent did nothing spectacular. Correct. No, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's where the head shaking from from Rigliotta came from. Yeah, it, it was. That's the going back. To, those things are too quick. I feel cheated, but I don't feel cheated because of the official. I don't feel cheated because. Of Hardy, I feel cheated because Adams did absolutely nothing. I, I agree. I agree. Now, let's let's move on to the main event, which was uh, uh, RDA uh, Dos Anjos versus uh, Leon Edwards, um, who we've talked about this before. Edwards was the same uh, same guy that kind of got in a little mix up with Masvidal. Yeah. Um, and let, let's let's stick with the fight first. Um, it was not the most exciting fight in the world. Uh, as a matter of fact, I remember the three of us talking about this, and and uh, one of you, and we'll, 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 we won't say who, was incredibly bored through the whole fight. Um, you I, don't gotta sit there and, and sugarcoat it. I was bored. Okay, tears. okay. If you want to, hey, hey, if you want to step up to the plate, <laughs> I actually wasn't bored. I, 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 Edwards fought a smart fight. Yes, he did. He he kept. Uh, RDA in the clinch, and he would break away with an elbow, and that's actually what busted Dos Andros, uh, Dos Andros up. Very effective. Um, and he kept on pinning him against the fence. Yep. And you do that. It was that. effective. It was efficient. Yes. I don't really... You know, you could see throughout the fight that RDA was getting frustrated. Uh, but again, Edwards kept on doing it, and RDA couldn't find a way around that. And that's why he ended up losing it by decision uh, to Edwards. Now, that leads that that puts Edwards in a very interesting position. He did shoot up in the rankings. 
uh, yes. quite a bit actually. Where is he? Number four now? Uh, I believe he's at number four, and Masvidal's at number three. Right. Now, considering the fact that they mixed it up, and I remember us talking about this because yes, you did. asked me, you asked me flat out who 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 I'd like to see uh, uh, Edwards face, hoping that I would say Masvidal, and I actually said I didn't want to see it. Um. I, I don't really want to see it because I'm not a big Masvidal fan. It's not to take anything away from I don't from like Masvidal. No, don't get me wrong. I just think that that fight is going to garner a great deal of attention. And from a promotional standpoint, I think it will bring money. Well, and it's, it's interesting that you said that because MMA Junkie actually did a poll this week uh, to see what fans would like to see. Ah, okay. Uh, and... They, the fans winning right now, the fans would like to see uh, Masvidal face Edwards. Um, they want it, resolution. And it, it, yes, and in a very close second is Tyrone Woodley. Uh, I don't see Edwards facing Woodley. I actually see him possibly facing Masvidal if they could talk Masvidal into it. Uh, Masvidal went and, and said outright that the only... Two fights he's interested in is McGregor, Conor McGregor, or a title fight. Um, you know, again, he's looking at at, at, at money and, and, and things like that. He should. Right. He should. As a fighter, that's what he should look at. I'm not all that excited in Edwards versus Masvidal uh, myself, but that doesn't necessarily mean that... I mean, I could be... Hey, look, I could be wrong. They could go in there, they could mix it up, and it could be a hell of a fight. Um... Style-wise, I just I'm not interested in myself. Um, I would watch it. You know, I mean, you know, it's a fight. I know you it. think Masvidal is going to come out with that flying knee again and take somebody else out quick? No, because I don't think Edwards <laughs> is going to shoot in. I don't think Edwards is going to shoot in. I said before, and, and I said right after that happened, that was that was Askren's biggest problem. He 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 openly said he was going to shoot in. Masvidal openly said he was going to come out with the knee, and that's exactly what happened. And unfortunately, Askren ended up on the on the on the bad end of that. We both had picked Askren to win that fight. So yes, um, with this though, I don't think I don't think Edwards is going to make that mistake. No, you know, uh, Edwards does seem to research his opponents quite well, and that was evident against RDA. Um, he, well, how he, much research could he possibly have done to get into that jaw jacking, you know, mess with with Masvidal the first time? Now you've got somebody that you know is a hothead. That you know is going to take every opportunity to increase his spotlight so that he hopes to get to a better position, more money, more prestige, more whatever, and you're going to jaw jack with him. And then when you walk up to him, because the guy calls you out, you walk up to him and you don't think that this guy's going to hit you? Mark, you're a brother to me, but I guarantee if you start mouthing off to me that much and then walk into my face... I'm going to punch you, and I like you. First off, first off, I, 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 I want to clarify a couple things with, with what you said, because I disagree with a couple things that you said. That's fine. He didn't walk towards Masvidal. He actually was walking, there, there, and he was walking down a hallway. It just happened to be that Masvidal was being interviewed at the time pretty much around the corner. Now, Edwards did talk smack to Masvidal while Masvidal was being interviewed. It cut the interview short. Yeah, because he called him out. And toward him. That being said, the UFC and, and most MMA organizations go out of their way to try to avoid fighters that are in opposing camps or in different camps, especially if they're in the same weight class, from 
from having any chance of confrontation. Masvidal has a history of starting... I, I, how's the best way to word this? Of getting heat with other fighters He's for, for almost no reason. He instigated with, with Michael Bisping when my, Michael Bisping was retired. There was no way Bisping was going to come out of retirement to fight this guy. Right. Yet this guy decided he wanted to start crap with Bisping. You know, again, no matter what happened. Now, as far as as is prestige and everything, well, at that point in time, they pretty much, Edwards and Masvidal were arguably on the same level at that point as far as being... And, 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 you know, recognized by UFC is is prestigious, uh, or 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 however you want to word that. So I don't know if it necessarily was about prestige as much as hey, it will be a good fight. You know, one's got to overcome the other to end up moving up in the rankings, and and that's why Edward shot his mouth off. You got two guys that have just fought. You got the testosterone still flowing. They're still jumpy. They're still on edge. Uh, and and it doesn't matter which one would have said something. It would have led to, at the very least, people talking talking crap back and forth. Uh, so I have a question for you. Now, you, you've gone through the whole thing, and you said about how the security is there to prevent stuff like this from happening. Now, you know Mosfidal's an instigator, and you know he's going to step to it, because that's his M.O. As security... If I see this coming, the first thing I'm going to do is get in front of him and go, stop, not here, not doing this. So explain to me, when you watch the video of this, why was security gravitating more towards Edwards than Masvidal? Well, Masvidal threw the first punch anyway, and he walked all the way over there to get in Edwards' face. I would think security well, would actually Edwards, gravitate towards Edwards Masvidal. Edwards came around the corner to get to that same spot. Well, no. Security allowed both of them to walk to those positions. There is fault wow. on both sides on that one. There it's is not a, like Edwards didn't want to have it. There is, we just watched this. He didn't turn the corner. We're, we're going to... Ah, okay, wait, 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 wait. There was a pillar there. You know, a column. He had to turn around to get that to that point. They pretty much met right at the corner. Masvidal walked right to Regardless, it. they got into a, an, uh, into a brawl that did not need to happen... Wasn't uh, much of a brawl. Wasn't much of a brawl. One and two punches thrown. No, yeah, it wasn't many. It, it, but the, the thing line is, is that it should have been stopped before it even happened. Yeah, and what I'm trying to figure out is why security allowed them to get that close, unless somebody said to them, "Let it happen, see what plays out." Uh, I'm not going to touch on conspiracy theories. Uh, I, I know, I know where you're going with let's, this. Uh, let's move on to uh, the, the next thing um, on the list here. What is the next thing on the list? My computer's going screw here. I think um, so. I have here that um, let's see here. Oh yeah, there was a couple other. Oh, oh man, I jumped ahead. That's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Walt Harris uh, uh, defeated uh, Olenek with a vicious first round knockout. Oh yeah, in yeah. Twelve seconds. Good lord. Um, mm-hmm. Just vicious. I forgot to mention that. Oh, and, and I was, I was, I, I like Walt Harris. I was happy. That he got that. I was surprised though uh, that he that he took down Olenek that quickly. Yeah, <laughs> and Olenek's a big boy and he's and he's strong and he can take a punch usually. This one not good. Third fastest knockout now in UFC. Yeah, in, in what, it, heavyweight division or overall. 
I think that might be overall. Is that overall? Uh, I'll we'll get that for you sometime during the yeah. uh, middle of the show. Irrelevant, really, in the long run, but it's it's definitely it, you know twelve seconds. Fast. Uh, That's all that matters. It was fast. Yeah, and it's and 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 Oleg was not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, I believe Olenek actually was he helped was out. Taking Alex, yeah. yeah, he was helped he, out of the cage prior to the. Uh, yeah, he, he was he was shaken bad, and not just knocked out. He he was shaken from it on top of it. So it uh, it took its toll, and we and. Of course, we already talked about that Edwards and uh, RDA. So it's it was it was not a bad night. It was, it was there were some good fights. There's a lot of intrigue going into what comes out of these fights and what his position takes uh, in the next couple months as far as yeah. title runs and the the top ten. It's just going to be interesting to see how some of these scenarios play out. Conspiracy theories or otherwise, I just think. And let's face it, Dana White still, even if he didn't have any plans on promoting that Masvidal-Edwards deal, it's still going to generate talk. It's going to generate interest, which is why we talked about it here on the, on the podcast, because that's exactly what it does. He might very well it, let it go, but don't let it get too far. Well, and, and I wouldn't be totally surprised by that. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, you know, Dana White has said equivocally, you know, um, no, this is not going to happen. And then the very next day, announces it. Um, uh, you, you know, whether it be a fight announcement, uh, a, a date in Russia, China, you know, whatever. Hey, we've all had it. We, we don't like something, but the bottom line is what is going to sell tickets, what's going to put butts yeah. in seats. And he's a businessman. Yeah. They, whether he likes it or not, he's got to do what's going to support the business, what is going to make everybody involved money. And if Masvidal and Edwards is what's going to make the money, that's what he's going to put on there. Well, and so just to back up on, on the Masvidal thing, um, Dana White did, according to Bleacher Report, did officially shoot down Masvidal versus McGregor. He said that uh, he actually said Masvidal is, is too big for McGregor. Uh, he didn't define what he meant by too big, whether he meant size, and he wants McGregor to stay down in a lower weight class, which I really would hope isn't the case, um, or if he meant it as far as, at this point, McGregor's been out of the picture. I have to think he meant size, though. Uh, McGregor, despite the fact of being out of the limelight, everything else, McGregor still generates Asses and seats. Yeah, but he's still making plenty of money selling his whiskey, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and 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 Masvidal's, you know, response to Dana White for that is, if you don't give me my title shot, I'm sending in Yao Romero to change your mind. I love you. Sorry, I'm a huge fan of Yao Romero. Um, um, I hear that um, Askren has a possible fight coming up. Yes, and since we're talking about putting ass in the seats, I'm. I gotta say, if ESPN reported, it was actually ESPN's Errol Hawani reported that UFC is currently discussing booking Ben Askren versus Damian Maya once Askren's medical suspension is up in September. Oh, okay. Once the suspension, okay. Uh, yeah, they're not gonna put him in. They're not gonna put him in until that's up. Um, well, that was gonna be my question, but okay. Now he got rocked. I don't care how you like, you know, the situation. Askren took one hell of a hit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely did. And. As far as uh, uh, you know, Askren versus Maya, you know, both are are superb on the ground, um, and I personally am really looking forward to that fight, and I hope it happens. 
I know some casual fans are going to be like, well, you know, Maya's just riding the back or whatever, because Maya does that. Typically, he'll end up he'll end up riding the back of his opponent to tire him out and then try to get him in a position for a submission. And I personally love watching that uh, because there's almost an art form to it. But a lot of casual fans don't like that. So we'll see if that fight even happens. Um, another fight was announced as well. Um, Cerrone versus Gaethje. And those are, you mentioned, you mentioned you want to see two guys stand up and bang. Those two guys are going to stand up and bang. Yeah, the, the cowboy going to do that. Yeah, well, Gaethje too. And and the, the, the thing with Gaethje is, is... Gaethje will take a lot of abuse. I mean, it's it's he's taken he he can take a lot of abuses, and and it's been mentioned before that he might have taken a couple too many shots in the head because over the short course of his career, you're starting to see him starting to slur a little bit on occasion and things like that, which are signs that you might have taken too many shots in the head. Well, you've seen that in boxers for years, so well. And I want to touch on that in a moment because something tragic happened between Friday and, oh, and yeah. yesterday. But uh, people are already, uh, it, that fight's scheduled for September 14th, and many are already calling this fight of the year. And I can see that, I can see that definitely being considered fight of the year, even before it even happens. That fight should be an amazing fight. It should be a great, great fight. Two guys are going to stand up, two warriors are going to bang. It's going to be, it, it's going to be a great fight. Now we did talk about. I we mentioned about the the tragedy. And you mentioned boxers. Yeah, and um, we talked about a, this. There was a Russian boxer. Uh, the fight was on ESPN Plus uh, on Friday night, and they got to the ninth round. Uh, Buddy McGurk was his trainer. Uh, he noticed that this fighter was not wasn't he wasn't focusing, he wasn't responding quite the right way. But it wasn't enough for him to call to call the fight to throw him the towel yet. In in his opinion. Uh, and then you get to the 11th round, and at that point, he's pleading. You see him begging with his fighter to, 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 to let him throw in the towel. Fighter refused to let him do it. Finally, McGurk went to the doctor and said, Look, I'm calling the fight. It's over. It's, it, it's over. We're, we're, you know, I'm, not, I'm not letting him go back in. They, they helped him to the back. Halfway to the back, he ended up vomiting. And then he passed out once he got to the back. They took him to the hospital. Uh, they actually uh, uh, drilled a hole in his brain to reduce, uh, uh, because he had, he had a hematoma, to reduce some of the swelling on the brain on the right side. And uh, They drilled a hole in his skull, right? Yeah, yeah, they drilled a hole in his skull. Did I say his brain? Yeah. Sorry, I meant his skull. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, they, they put him in medical induced, a medically induced coma, and he passed away uh, Tuesday. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Um, and again, that's one of the things that MMA has actually tried to avoid. Where boxing, it's near impossible. The punches are are typically aimed at the body or the head. Yeah. And quite a few of them are aiming for the head because you're looking for that knockout. Where with MMA, yes, there is a lot of shots in the head, but there's it, it's not constant. Um, you, you you are doing groundwork. You're 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 also trying to look for submissions. And the, well, that's one of the differences between the MMA and boxing. Yes. Boxing is a very limited area of where you can hit. It's yes. pretty much you have the front and side of the body and the front and side of the head. And anything behind it, but from the ears back, is, is no man's land. Yep. And the same thing with, with the back. Anything, you know, once you get past the shoulder, 
You know, that you can't go hitting the back, no kidney punches. Yep. You're never going to try and go hitting in, in the back itself because yeah, that's a waste fine, of your time. Yeah. It's, it's also a waste of your time. How are you going to get around to it? But in MMA, now you're opened up to the, the sweep of the legs, the kicks, the takedowns. It's, it's wrestling, jiu-jitsu, uh, boxing, uh, you know, just basic bare-knuckle fighting. There's such a mix, which is why they call it mixed martial arts, but... You have more opportunities, and you can't just expect. Well, he's just going to try and hit me in the face or hit me in the in the chest. Now you have to be concerned. Well, he's going to go after my legs. He's going to go after my like, my sides. He's going to go after my arms. They're not looking at just the punches. Now there's so many other possibilities. No, exactly. so it does take it away. So now it's not just a focus on the punching. Whereas boxing, unfortunately, is still very much focused on. How hard can you hit? Well, and, and the officials, uh, the, the referees uh, in MMA, um, do, I mean, I know we sometimes complain about early stoppages, um, but there are times where I would rather see an early stoppage than, to, than see someone just get pummeled over and over and over again. Yeah, I'd rather see someone get screwed over than die. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, it, it was a boxer that passed away, uh, you know, at, at a young age, and, and you know, it, it was preventable. Um, but, you know, again... Um, you here's, know, it, here's the thing, and I'm going to make a movie reference because you've seen it. When, when you think about Rocky Five, uh, Rocky Four. He has the opportunity to throw in a towel, and Apollo tells him, you do it, I'll kill you. And it's a regret. You know, Tony has that regret from that point on. McGurk is going to be in a similar situation. He's going to now think, you know, he's going to be kick himself for quite a while, going to kick himself. I should have thrown it in earlier. Maybe I could have saved him. And I don't care how many people tell him, you did what you had to. You did what was right. It was just too late. You couldn't have known. But he's going to sit there and go, yeah, I did. I did know. In my heart, I knew, and I still didn't do it. He's going to kick himself for a long time. Fires won't get And up. he's already been doing this long enough that he could very well say, I'm getting too old for this. If my judgment is coming in question like this, and I had to question myself, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. I agree. When, no, it's going to be rough. In uh, due time, we're going to be having a special podcast. It will probably be towards the end of the year or the beginning of next year where we're going to talk about the significance of uh, head trauma and brain injuries in the sports of boxing and MMA, as well as wrestling, football. And that's going to come to you sometime in the end of this year late, uh, or early next year where we're going to have that uh, discussion. Um, so that actually, we, we might actually just use that same podcast and stream that across everything because it touches on all yeah. the sports we cover. Absolutely. Um I do want to move on, though. Okay. Um, uh, before we move on oh, here, how about CBDMD? CBDMD is awesome. Yeah. I yeah. just took it before I left here. And you, I did you, you ordered some, right? It was orange. Yes. Time, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I had, I had orange. I actually just ordered some, some mint uh, as well. CBDMD um, is awesome. Uh, CBDMD is a full-spectrum CBD oil. CBD is, is been in the news actually quite a bit lately uh, because it... Uh, it has no THC in it, so it, it's 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 totally legal. I believe it's legal in all fifty states, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, it, it, there, you don't need a medical marijuana license or anything because there is no high to it. But what it does no do... No THC. Let's make that clear, right? Yeah, no THC. No THC. And what it does do is if you've got arthritis pain, if you've got... As a matter of fact, they've got this Restore Cream. It works great if, you're, uh, if, if you work out, for example, and you're having sore aches and pains. It works great for that. They've got bath bombs. They've got uh, tin the, tin the tincture is what I use. Um, I just put a drop or two under my tongue, and usually within like 15 minutes. And it works for pain. It works for um, anxiety. anxiety. It works for sleeplessness. Uh, it, it, it's worked. I've actually seen um, older adults that have um, beginning stages of Alzheimer's, and I've seen them use it, and it's worked very well. As a matter of fact, Vince, your dad tried it, and it yes, worked for him. Um, and, and, and it works really, really well. I strongly recommend it. Um, I don't use any any other CBD brand other than CBDMD right now. Um, it's worked very well for me. I believe if you go to CBDMD.com, you sign up for an account. you got to register it. You order it online. I believe you get, I think it's a 20% off your first order. I might be wrong on the amount, but I think it's 20% off. Uh, I would definitely recommend to go and try it. It is an amazing product. I've been using it now for over a year. Um, and, oh, forgot to add this too, because this is actually really cool. They're one of the only CBD uh, companies that do make products for pets. Yes. Uh, which, if you've got pets that have arthritis and things like that, because we loved our furry, you know, our furry animals are part of our families. You know, dogs, cats, things like that. And if they have arthritis and things like that, it does help them as well. And we are the lightning capital of the world. And yes. dogs are very jumpy when it comes to storms here. And just a little bit right before the storm could actually help them calm down and relax going through that. So Yes, definitely, definitely. So definitely, I would check out CBDMD.com and uh, just sign up and give it a try. And uh, if you do... and. By the way, I do want to make a comment on their customer service. Their customer service is amazing. The one single time I had a slight issue, I called them up and it was fixed within minutes. So that's it's great to see a company with great CBD uh, or a great customer, customer service. service. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take a small break here. And then when we come back on our side of CBDMD, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get some more MMA action here on the Outbreak MMA podcast. If you're like me and most adults, you have daily aches and pains. One thing that has helped me with the discomfort is using CBD products. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. This has no THC and it won't get you high. There's been a lot of research about CBD helping with inflammation, and I can say from personal experience it does give me some relief. The company I recommend is CBDMD.com. They have all sorts of CBD products, oil tinctures and capsules, gummies, topicals, and bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for animals. Check them out at CBDMD.com. Hey, we're back now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the MMA Outbreak MMA Pocket. Hey, 
What you got there? It, it, it's my determined crush. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. It, oh, not wrong. Woo! <laughs> I, it, for those that don't know, I have a determined crush on Tristan Mays. Um, she's on MacGyver. She plays Riley. Um, she's actually a good friend of mine too. So that kind of physically beautiful woman, nobody yeah. can take that away from her. We are um, back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, so far we've had quite the uh, <sighs> long show, but it hasn't really just been. You know, hey, we've been here for 45, 50 minutes now. We, so. We've been keeping Mark to the outline, not letting him go on tangents. I know, That's amazing. Work. It's you. it's great. But we did skip a few things here, yes. so let's go ahead and shoot on back here for a moment and go ahead, Mark. Hi. Wasn't Vince? Wasn't there a fight announced this week? Uh, yeah, you had. How about President Weedman is making his uh, his light heavyweight debut uh, main event, and they got him against Dominic Reyes. Yes, and uh, actually, they've done a lot of trash talking already since they've announced that fight this week. Um, they're really uh, whether whether they're trash talking to build up the fight or they truly don't like each other. Uh, it doesn't matter. October eighteenth. They're where. Uh, I will tell you. Is that the one in Boston? Yes, yeah, it actually is in Boston. It is in Boston. And actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because Weeman, uh, Ray Longo, that's one of the coaches for, for uh, uh, Chris Weeman, was asked if Weeman would ever fight New York again. And Longo's like, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> um, uh, New York is new to MMA. And being that I'm originally from New York, I used to run wrestling shows in New York, the Athletic Commission. I'm glad to see they approved MMA, um, but the athletic commission typically knows has no clue what the hell they're doing, um, and I can tell you that firsthand from having to deal with them, um, and we'll have to deal with them next year too, and you guys will see it firsthand quite as well. Uh, it's as it's well. been a number of years. Let's keep hope. Uh, but. Uh, with MMA, I'm uh, talking about New York here. I know we are. Okay. Weeman, Weeman has gotten a raw deal in his eyes. Now, whether or not you know fans see it that way, whether we see it that way, it doesn't matter. In his eyes, he sees he's gotten a raw deal in New York whenever he's there. Now, Weeman's from New York, and he now has pretty much said, "Look, I'm not going to fight New York anymore." What part of New York is he from? I believe he's from Long Island, like that, like like like, like the Long Island area. And where have his fights been? Actually, I believe he was on a Rochester one. Well, I'd have to double check. It was supposed to be a Rochester one. Right, Rochester. Um, Rochester. I believe the one that was right outside of Utica, or actually might have been in Utica, I think he was actually supposed to be on that one too. And I think there might have been a Buffalo one. But one of them he actually, I believe, got scratched from. Um, and it really wasn't for a real valid excuse. But New York's not, I mean, aside from Weedman, there's other problems as well. There was somebody else on one of the cards, and I can't remember which one. Typically speaking, if you miss weight, they give you two hours past the allotted time to try to drop it, if you can do it safely. Yeah, and, like if you're a half pound away from losing yeah. weight. And they'll, they'll Come back in two hours. They'll give you a little bit of leeway. And they told, and I can't remember which fighter it was off the top of my head, they, they, they told this fighter, look, you got two hours. Go lose. And I think, I actually think it was only half a pound. And it was, look. Just needs to take a pregame dump. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to stick to this. And the next thing they know, they're packing up the scale. Before the two hours is up. 
I think I think they only got 45 minutes to an hour in, and they were packing up the scale. And and the trainers went. It's like, wait a minute, you told my fighter two hours. Well, yeah, but we're, we're going to pack up and leave now. And that's the type of thing that, that in New York you have to deal with. You know, it, it's again, New York is. I, I'm not going to say it's corrupt, um, although. I can tell you from the wrestling side of it, corrupt is pretty close. Um, I will tell you though that they're very young in handling MMA. Uh, they've they've set up some things that cover MMA and wrestling, which are actually two totally different things. Yes. And they have to follow a lot of the same rules. Uh, I don't blame Weeman for not wanting to fight New York. Uh, so that's and that's that's kind of the story behind that. But Longo pretty much Ray Longo pretty much said, look. No, you're not going to see we've been fighting New York again. So, uh, but now we can move on to something different. I don't know where the down button is. Uh, we go yeah, look. to John Jones in the news. Oh, uh, good Lord, yeah. Okay. Go, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, Vince. Uh, okay, the bottom line, John Jones has been accused uh, of battery um, by a... Waitress, I believe it was, in a gentleman's club. Yes. Uh, a very high-end gentleman's club, if memory serves me. But he is adamantly denying it. Says he's not in any trouble. I think he's paid a $200 or $250 fine and has walked out still a free man. Now, there's still plenty of time for fallout on this. Now, this happened back in April. Yes. Um, here's the thing on this one. If... And this is a very big if. If he is guilty and he's done this, I say crucify him. I, I, I'm done with him. I, I'm already, I already said on an earlier podcast, he has to do things cleaner and better because of his reputation being so bad. Um, if he's done this, I really don't have any use for the man. In my opinion, he's not a man. I don't care what anybody wants to say at that point. There's something wrong with him. And... Um, at that point, it's like, you know, hey, you put down a rabid dog. Uh, but at the same point, and people know this, I, I, my father was a police officer, so I heard the sides of this argument. If he did it, I say crucify him. If he didn't, and this is just one of those somebody grabbing at money shots, I want this woman fried. Because she makes it that much harder for a legitimate complaint to be prosecuted. So, I, I, I'm waiting. I, I've got to wait out things before I say, yes, this should happen, or no, this should happen, but if he did it, I really don't have much... I, I have no time for him. But if he didn't, I, I'm equally out to punish her. It's amazing I, how this went under the radar for so long, but now is now just surfacing. No, it's not amazing. I'm you know There are too many people involved with this that have money that want to keep Jones in you know a good light including his two brothers I mean he's got two brothers that are NFL players yeah so they're, they're not, I'm not gonna let my brother get railroaded I'm gonna keep things quiet until all the facts come through but then again if my brother did something like that I'd be the first one to walk over and punch him and I'd go what is wrong with you again from a from a from a fan's perspective with John Jones, and, and we'll, I'll, I'll touch on the controversy or what have you in a moment. No. With John Jones, from a fan's perspective, 
um, that's a very valid way to look at it. From a financial and from a business perspective, Ooh, John yeah. Jones is a meal ticket. And the UFC, and people could argue this, argue against this all they want, but rightfully so, is going to protect John Jones. Um, he's an to, asset for them. Of course, they will. You, you want an example of that? He was a grant. He, he he was a he's granted licenses per fight in Las Vegas, right? Because of the whole picograms and the and the performance enhancements. Um, uh, yet uh, Sean O'Malley, that was suspended for a year, and now still has trace elements because of cycling, or at least that's what we're assuming it is, is not granted a license. You're gonna tell me that money doesn't play a role there? Uh, no, I. And we, we brought this up in an earlier podcast. Yeah. I complained about that. So now go. So so th- with that being said, with John Jones' history, and we actually took a look before we actually you know we started recording the podcast tonight of his history of getting in trouble with the law and getting getting pop pop positive for performance enhancing drugs. Cocaine, things like that. 14, 15, yes. 16, 17. The only year that he that that that, that he hadn't gotten caught with anything. Well, thirteen. Uh, yes, in two thousand eighteen as well. In two thousand eighteen, yeah. But he he was suspended in two thousand eighteen. Right. So, with that history, knowing that, going out in a place where you know that the potential for you to find yourself in trouble may not be the smartest decision in the world. And uh, we were watching uh, uh, Ariel and the Bad Guy earlier, and it was even brought up on there yep. where fans had even mentioned, you know, hey, champ, are you sure this is the right idea for you to do? You know, why don't you just stay home and relax for the night? And he insisted he wanted to go out. It was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He wanted to go out and enjoy his beautiful city and everything else like that. That okay. that shows a lack of maturity. Yeah, it does. It does, and it's it's interesting because were were his brothers with him on this? That I don't know. That I don't know. Um, I, I I they may have been, but I can't. I would assume that they. I have to go back and look up the article that I first saw. My argument here is is that as you say, they are treating John Jones as the golden boy, the meal ticket of UFC here. But eventually, if one of these things comes back to bite him in the ass. That's going to put UFC in a bad light as well. Well, it, it could. Here's the whole thing. They are protecting an asset right now. And they should protect an asset. This is part of their business and their livelihood. They've got to keep him protected. But However... When does, when does that asset become a liability? Well, that's the whole thing. If you, right now, we're st- I, I can't fry him right now. As much as I don't like John Jones, and I've gone on this before, I don't like him. But I'm not going to crucify anybody... Until I have all the facts. Right now, all we have is an accusation. I don't have proof. And until we have the proof, until he's confirmed guilty, UFC does need to defend him. No, I and and, and I agree with that. I, I think you look. The bond was set. I believe it was anywhere between two hundred to three hundred dollars. Uh, I think it, it was two fifty is what he paid. But yeah, it, it really wasn't a lot, which means it, it really wasn't considered a, a, a matter of fact. I believe it was a petty misdemeanor. Um, in, in that case, no, the, the UFC is not going to distance themselves from John Jones for something that small, um, and 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 I can't blame them. It's too early. Something else did come out. Bloody Elbow reported, and and I believe this was on Corey Anderson's Twitter. Uh, he actually said that John Jones hasn't changed at all, and he deserves a Grammy for his acting skills. 
which I find really interesting because during one of the pressers, when he came back before he fought uh, Cormier and he, and, he, and he tested positive for, for performance enhancers the last time, I said the same thing. I so want to believe him. I so want to be able to give him a second chance. You've been chance. high on John Jones for a long time. Because he is talented. He easily, and, and I honestly do believe he is one of, if not the best fighter in MMA today. That's why I'm high on him. But as a person, it's really hard to get behind someone that messes up that many times. And in there, and, and I do agree, James, with, with that point. At some point, when is he going to become a liability? And and in time will tell. I don't think this is it. I think that there's a lot more to this story that nobody knows. I think John Jones definitely knows more than what's what's put out there, and rightfully so. He's keeping it to himself because there could be trouble that comes down the line that he needs to actually save that. But it is something that deserves to be watching. Uh, but we will. Uh, We'll break away from that because, again, that that's something that just started developing within the past week or two. And, again, there's nothing confirmed on it other than an no. accusation. I, like I said, I, I, I personally, I would love to be able to take John Jones down, down a peg because I just don't like the guy. But that's my personal feeling. Right now, it's just an accusation. And as a matter of law, until there's proof, you know, don't go giving judgments. Shut up. Let the chips fall out. Let's see what really happened. I agree. and then we'll go to it. I so. I do agree with that, but I also agree with 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 what my grandmother used to say all the time: where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's definitely smoke here. So we'll oh, something see. happened. But but who's exaggerating? Who's outright lying? Exactly. We got to wait to find out. And I'm not going to crucify anybody until I find out. So, so. that being said, let's move on to some upcoming fights because there's some really good fights coming up. I know so. what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Take that away. Take oh, away. I, I want to see the Holloway fight. Holloway and... Um, Holloway and Edgar. Ed, uh, Edgar. Okay, I want to say Evan Frankie and Edgar. Edgar. Frankie is what I'm remembering. Yep. But that, I want to see it because Holloway... Just had a loss in the higher weight class. He doesn't Poirier. Yeah, Poirier, correct. And we went to decision. It wasn't just like he got beat. It went to decision, went to the judges, and he thought he had done enough to win that one. But he's come off that. He's coming off that as a loss, and he's back into the weight division that he is most comfortable in, and has had so much success in. And now he's against um, Frankie. Frankie. What do they call Frankie? The, the, the answer. Uh, is that what they call what it? Is. I have to take a look. I lose track of all these nicknames. <laughs> I got my own nickname. I got to worry about. Uh, but, yeah, but he is. You watch him. That boy's a legit badass. Yeah, he is. And the thing is, I'm looking at. It, he's got a terrific ground game. Yeah, and he has no problem striking either. No. Uh, and, and Holloway is one of those guys that will stand toe to toe and bang. But Holloway can take it to the ground as well. Uh, I'm looking at this. My, I think the height. For Holloway and the extra reach is going to work in his favor, but can he take the pounding that Frankie's going to give him? Ah, uh, it's no secret that Holloway is one of my favorite fighters. I know that. Um, I like him too. And, <laughs> and, and and I'll tell you right now, we're going to get to the picks later, but I am going to end up picking Holloway. We already know that. So, but the last time he lost was against Conor McGregor. Right. Uh, well, before Poirier, of course. Right. And 
Then he went on a 12-fight winning streak. I don't think that this loss is going to set him back. I do think he can beat Egger. I think it's going to come to a decision. I think it's going to be a split decision, actually. That wouldn't so, surprise me. So you already know what my pick's going to be for that. But that being said, I do think Holloway will win. Um, I'd like to see it. And and I, th- th- that's not taking I like Holloway. Yeah, and it's not taking anything away from Frankie Edgar because Frankie is no. <laughs> a hell of a fighter. And and again, for for you know, Edgar can beat pretty much anybody in that division. And and again, this really, I haven't taken a look at the odds, but I have to think they got to be really even odds because both these guys are just amazing fighters. Uh, we also have some yep. other uh, on new the same work. card actually. New work coming up. Oh, you want to continue on this card? Oh, there's one more fight I want to talk about. Oh, go card. ahead, my man. Uh, we have Cyborg, who's actually uh, uh, on on her last fight on her UFC contract. Yes. Right. Uh, fighting Felicia Spencer. Now, uh, if you guys remember, and I don't even know if we started the podcast yet, but if you guys remember when we were watching uh, Felicia Spencer's UFC debut, uh, everybody else, and I can't remember who she was fighting, but everybody, you know, everybody else was, you know, who the hell is this chick? And I'm like, watch her, watch yep. her, watch her. And, I remember she, it. and sure enough, and and so here's the thing, Cyborg, I think just wants out of her contract at this point. That's the feeling I get. Um, I think she doesn't want to lose. Uh, so I mean, I you know nobody wants to lose. But again, a court in, again, you got to go with what Dana White's been saying. But Dana White's gone on record and said. He has offered a rematch with Nunez to Cyborg numerous times. Nunez has turned it down, or Cyborg's turned it down, rather. Uh, I think that Cyborg just wants to get past this fight with Spencer and move on. That can be dangerous, though. That could lead her to a position where Spencer actually could beat her. Uh, because in that case, you're looking forward as opposed to looking at what's right in front of you. Well, uh, you're going on a speculation, which has a great deal of probability. You know, I, I can't take away. You're looking from a logical standpoint. The thing is, I was listening to uh, a little bit of an interview with Cyborg earlier. In fact, it was just the other day. And she was talking about wanting to get back into the position and go after the title and get it back. Well, so that-, that makes me wonder, is she just saying the words to say the words? Or is she actually preparing herself to make a run at that belt and going, okay, I'm not ready for Nunez yet. I thought I was and she beat me. Let me step back. Let me train right. Let me plan this one better. And then go at her. Well, she's been which would very... be a good reason to turn down the fight because, whoa, still too soon. No, I agree with you. She's She has been very vocal, though, about her, her, her discontent with the UFC. So... Wasn't much of her discontent the lack of... of Competition there, yeah, among the women. Well, there really is no competition for 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 a woman her size, right? And in that weight class, so I can definitely see where she's unhappy with it. Yeah. Um. Again, though, I Felicia Spencer is not a pushover by any means, and and again, and she's hot. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's a good looking girl. She's a good looking girl. But again, it is against Cyborg. It's going to be. I, I I'm really excited about that fight because I, I I'm a fan of both women. I, 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 I'm definitely leaning more towards Spencer, and we'll get to that with the picks. Um, we do have some more fights, though, coming up. Uh, Newark. Uh, Going to be Covington yeah. versus Lawler. 
Okay. <laughs> but I know you yeah. wanted to get into this a little bit, so go have at it. I really can't stand Kobe Covington, and I really hope Waller just beats the shit out of him. No. I, I, I try not to swear on this, but, I, you know, I, I, sorry. No. I, I, I've always been a fan of Waller anyway. I can't stand Covington. Um, I, I just, I'm looking forward to that because I'm really hoping that Waller just beats the hell out of him. I would just like someone to shut Covington up. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. I don't care what weight class they're in. I just want somebody to shut his mouth. That may be next weekend. Okay, go ahead. So, so, so yeah, no, and I'm definitely looking forward to that fight. Um, then we've got, they're going out to Uruguay. Um, and you've got Shevchenko versus Karmouche. Um, I, I, Karmouche has been around for a while. She's one of the women that, that, that built up women's MMA. But she's facing Valentina Shevchenko. Um, I, I, I just don't see this turning out well for for this. You girl. don't want to face Shevchenko. Yes, I do. Uh, but but you just want her to tie it in your mind. I'm not gonna say it on the bike. No, but Shev, no, Shevchenko is a very attractive woman, but she is a deadly fighter. Yes, she um, is. Again, she is. She so far has been one of the only women that's actually been able to give Nunez any real competition. And that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely saying something because Nunez is is highly regarded. We actually talked about this, I think, the last podcast. Can we now consider Nunez the best female women's MMA fighter of all time? And I think we pretty much all agree, yeah. At this point, we, we probably If she's that. not the best, she's one of the top three. Yes. So so saying that Shevchenko was able to do that, I just don't see this turning out well for Carmouche. Um, then we move on to UFC 241. Um, you, want, you want to talk about this one? I'll let you go ahead on that one. You're on a roll. Okay. We got Cormier versus Miochak Part 2. Um, they're already starting to do a little bit of banter back and forth. Good. Uh, which is, yeah, it is good because Miochak really doesn't talk trash. Cormier kind of, you know, every once in a while he talks a little bit of trash, but it's not, it's, it's really, it doesn't come off as mean-spirited. No, um, he I, seems to be having fun with it. He doesn't have any illusions of what this is, uh, and he likes to trash talk a little just to try and irk you. He knows what you what you're going to bring to the table, and he knows what he's in for, and he still goes at it. No, and, and this adds an interesting, you know, this adds an interesting side note to this because if he loses to Miocic, does he retire, or does he drop down to light heavyweight? And challenge John Jones again. Now he's already said, and so is Jones. They they both are open to fighting each other if the money's right. And I can guarantee you they will make it so the money's right. So it's all up to them on what they want to do. Um, but he's got to focus on Miocic first. Miocic is not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. He's one of the most dominant heavyweights the UFC's seen. And Miocic already has a loss to Cormier. He does. So he's going to have just that little bit more hunger. To right the wrong, so to speak. But he also hasn't fought since he lost to Cormier either. So that's a long time. Yes, okay. Well, wait a minute. What's he been doing in that off time? He's a firefighter. I'm assuming he's taking care of his kids and he's fighting fires. He's a volunteer firefighter. I I, I know that. training. 
That's right. Oh, yeah. Much like we were talking about Faber earlier, even though that he wasn't fighting, it's like, was he really that far away from it? And the answer, of course, was no. How far away from it is Stipe? I don't. I, I think it's going to be a very close fight. Uh, regardless, I, I don't think it's going to be a quick knockout like it was the last one. I actually do think that, that they're going to go into deep waters with the fight. Um, because I think Miocic's... I, I think that he really, really let that sink in, that loss of Cormier. I think that, that affected him a lot more than, than he will admit. And I don't think he's going to let it happen again. I, no, I, I think he's... I, I like Cormier. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like Cormier. But I think Stipe, after that loss, I think he's pissed. I think he's insulted and embarrassed. And I think he's going to come back with... You know, it's a cliche. He's going to come back with a vengeance. And he's going, to, he's going to take Cormier down. And it may not go decision. I think Stipe might be able to catch him beforehand. I'm thinking maybe third or fourth round. I personally would hate to see DC lose. But, uh-huh. I, I again... It, Everybody I, loses sometime. I know, I know, I know. Um, the next fight that's listed is, is, is on 241, uh, uh, Nate Diaz is going to return against Anthony uh, Showtime Pettis. Um, I'm looking for... I, I, I'm a really big Pettis <laughs> fan. So, uh, you know, uh, it's not that I don't like Nate Diaz. I mean, I just... I'm a bigger Pettis fan than I am a Diaz fan. Okay. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a, a, a very interesting fight. I think it'll be a fun fight. I just hope Pettis doesn't make a mistake and get caught by Diaz, which can happen very, very easily. Uh, again, you, you got two guys that most certainly know what they're doing, and it can go either way. So, And, and like we saw with Faber... It's not about whether you're the better man or, you know, better shape, better skill, better... Sometimes it's just the way fate shines on you. You know, if one, you, know you get caught with just that perfect punch. Um, Olenek, earlier, yeah. you know, that just, he got caught with that good punch and it rocked him. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, you never know. I mean, and that's the, and that's the, the game as it's played. You know, I I can take a hit to the jaw a number of times. I've been hit, I don't know how many times that I'm not knocked out, but that doesn't mean that one can't catch me and put me down. I mean, usually it's a shot to the back of the head that puts me out. But and we do have. Am I pushing the wrong button? Yes, you're pushing the wrong button. No, I'm yeah. not. No, it's, it's going. We're, uh, Why are you messing with my computer? I'm not. Okay, <laughs> and then finally, finally, another fight that's coming up. Uh, you've got Yo Romero. Oh, you like him, Paulo Costa. Paul Acosta, though, he's a beast. Um, but again, Yal Romero, uh, that's like... Yal Romero is just... Uh, man, there's like almost no keeping that guy down. Um, I'm actually interested in this fight because if Costa wins this, this shoots him up in the rankings. Getting a win against Romero is definitely a feather in his cap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, regardless, I think the fight's going to be good. I don't think it's going to turn out well for Costa, um, because again, it's Romero. I mean, this is the yeah, he's an older guy, but man, his cardio is just amazing. Um, and 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 I, I I just I think Romero's going to going to going to end up beating Costa uh, fairly easily. 
Um, that's not to take anything away from Costa. I think Costa's a great fighter. I just don't think it's his time. Well, again, it's just, like I said, when fate smiles on you. Yes. So, we'll see what happens. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and talk about stuff outside of UFC. But we will get to the picks for the UFC 240, so we're to stand by here on the Outbreak MMA Podcast here on the Outbreak Entertainment Network. If you're like me, and most adults, you have daily aches and pains. One thing that has helped me with the discomfort is using CBD products. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. This has no THC and it won't get you high. There's been a lot of research about CBD helping with inflammation, and I can say from personal experience it does give me some relief. The company I recommend is CBDMD.com. They have all sorts of CBD products, oil tinctures and capsules, gummies, topicals, and bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for animals. Check them out at CBDMD.com. Gentlemen, we're back here on the Outbreak MMA podcast on the Outbreak. Hey, now we were talking a lot about UFC. Even during the break, we were talking about UFC. Yes. But while I watch predominantly UFC, you watch them all. Yeah, and I try to. I, and usually you point out fights to me and say, hey, you want to watch this fight. Hey, you need to watch this fight. This one we're going to talk on the podcast. Know it. So, yeah. regardless of one of the others, who recommending in the other divisions, the other promotions, what's Bellator got that I need to watch? What what is one championship got coming up that I need to watch? Well, with one championship, there was a couple things that were announced this week. I'm going to get into it. I, I actually didn't have time to read up much about it, so I'm not even going to talk about it uh, this week. As far as Bellator goes, though, they did announce a couple interesting fights over the past couple weeks. Okay, who we got? Uh, one of which, uh, both guys uh, fought in UFC, uh, Benson Henderson versus Miles Jury, and that's set for Bellator 227, which uh, is on September 27th from uh, from Dublin, I believe. Oh, we got some time before that one, then. Yeah, I believe that one's going to be streamed on DAZN. Uh, it's going to be a pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken. Um Another fight is going to be uh, 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 Gegard Mousasi versus Leona Machida. They'll meet in the co-made event of Bellator 228, which I believe is the very next night, uh, September 28th, uh, from California. Um, two cars in two days? Back to back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One in Dublin and one in, one in California. And that's not rare for Bellator. Um, Scott Coker has done that in the past. Uh, and they've done pretty well doing it that way. Okay. The main event for that card is actually going to be a uh, World Grand Prix title fight between uh, Patricia uh, Pitbull Freire, and I'm probably totally butchering his last name, and uh, Juan Archuleta, um, which, just knowing because I've seen both those guys fight, that actually should be a, a, a hell of a main event. What makes that one I want to watch? Uh... Aside from you telling me to watch they're, it, they're both vicious. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm. To, to be fair, with me personally, 
I'm more looking forward to the co-main event because I, I am a fan of Masasi and Machida's been around for years and Machida's always exciting to watch. Um, so to me, that actually holds more weight than the actual main event of that particular Okay, event. okay. Uh, Bellator also announced, um, I believe it was late last week, uh, the first round for the Featherweight Grand Prix Tournament at Bellator 226, which is on September 7th. Um, they also announced, and this I thought was really interesting, um, Nick Newell is a congenital amputee uh, that, that has fought MMA, and he's actually has a pretty decent record. Wait, 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 wait. He's a what amputee? A congenital amputee. In other words, he was born um, with... with uh, he's, he doesn't have a full limb on one of his arms. Uh, oh, that guy! Him. Yes, yes, and he did fight one fight in UFC. Um, it's a it's a one fight contract in Bellator. Um, I don't believe they announced who he's fighting yet. Uh, but again, watching Nick Newell fight is always interesting because you would think that he would have trouble fighting, you know, being a, a congenital amputee. He doesn't. No. He actually has a very good submission game. Um, once once he gets you uh, in that. Uh, uh, um, and again, it's more of a, he goes for chokeholds quite often. And once he gets you in that... Um, well, because of the fact that he doesn't have the full limb, the striking ability is taken away from him, that just made him beef up another part of his game, and that being the submission game. And he surprises the daylights at it, and if you're dumb enough to underestimate him, he's going to hurt you. Yes, yes. And that's why... So I am looking for... He might to hurt fight. you even if you don't underestimate him. But again, it's it's a one fight contract. Now I don't know if that's well. Let's see how this goes, or if this is one of those, you know, more of a hey, this is going to be a spectacle type of thing. Um, you know, again, because I mean, let's face facts. Just the fact that he's congenital amputee is going to draw attention. But you know, make no mistake about it. He's not just getting it for that reason. He's actually getting the fight because he is a good fighter. Uh, now. Aside from Bellator, something interesting was announced within the past couple weeks, which is that Endeavor, who um, who, who really is the, the, the owner of UFC. That's the parent company, right? Yeah, that's okay. the parent company. And and they're going to go uh, public. Uh, in other words, going to have an IPO where people can go buy shares of Endeavor. Now, it's important to understand that when WMEIMG purchased UFC, the price was incredibly high. And Dana White set very high benchmarks for what they were going to make per year. And it, it again, because they're not a public company yet, we don't know how close they are to making the benchmarks that they set. But right. there's been a lot of speculation that they that that, that they're not they haven't been all that close, and they've had to scramble, and that's why we've seen, especially like last year, because last year I believe was the first one under that ownership uh, since they moved away from the uh, Fertitas, that they loaded up the cards towards the end of the year to try to beef up pay-per-view buys and to right. beef up ticket sales and things like that. Uh, but then you also have cards that are, do not appeal necessarily to casual fans that do end up hurting them. Um, there, there was Bloody Elbow reported a number of things, and they, and they, and they regarding this IPO, and one of the things that they warned about 
which I thought was very interesting. They warned that shareholders will need to be willing to accept an extraordinarily high amount of debt with very tight interest and a questionable ability to delever organically, depending on one's confidence in revenue growth and operating leverage. In other words, they're not very confident that this is a good idea. Okay. Now, that's not going to stop fans from going after it. I mean, how many fans jumped in WWE? You know, so it's, it's going to be a similar situation. Hey, I might of UFC, you know, their parent company, if it's the price is right. What are they telling us to expect as a price per share? That has not been announced yet. Yeah, that, that's and the big thing right there. Yeah. If you tell me that i got to pay maybe 20 bucks a share, yeah, I'll buy 5, 10 shares. You're telling me I got $2,000 a share. That's a different story. <laughs> no, I'm not trying this. You know, again, I have to assume they're going to divvy it up where it's reasonable for fans because the fact is most mo, mo, most fans, and, and, and a lot of people, they love walking around. And, again, we, we've seen this in, in, in different paths of life. Yeah. Of people loving it. Hey, I'm an owner. Uh, okay, so you own ten shares out of you know out what? of ten thousand. You know ten thousand. Yeah, sure, you're an owner. No, at um, that point, you, you, when you have that little bit, like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get ten shares of. It. Yeah, I'm technically an owner. B.S. It's just a novelty to have on the wall for me, and, and and I think for any fan of UFC with this, will be as if the IPO doesn't produce. As, as planned or expected, right? the future of UFC is up in the air at that point. Of course it is. Uh, and then any number of things can happen. You could see a sale. You could see a fire sale. You could see the quality go down. You could see the amount of events ran go down. You could see the company go out of business yes, in a very worst-case scenario. Going IPO is a very dangerous thing, especially when you have that much debt. And I think the reason why they're doing it, and again, this is just me speculating, and I very likely could be wrong, is to try to maintain to pay back that debt. They need to make sure it's paid back. Because WME, IMG, and Endeavor, they're owned by a bunch of uh, uh, athletes and movie stars and song song artists and things like that. It's a it's a it's like a whole conglomerate. And they've sunk in their money. money and they've invested and now they want the return that they were Exactly. Yeah. It's time to pay the piper. And I think what happened now is it's like, okay, guys, we need to come up with a way to make this money to pay these guys back. And that's why I think they're doing this. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens out of this. I, I believe that this would not be an even talked about if there wasn't a major investor willing to go ahead and purchase a majority of the stock, put their money into it, pay off these debts, and then go on and see if they can take it to the next level. So I have a feeling that this is going to be a uh, topic of who's the, who are the investors that are going to buy a majority of the shares and see what goes forward. Okay, it's interesting that you said that because when I read this, the first thing that went through my mind and I, again, I haven't read anything about this, I, and likely I'm totally wrong here. But the first thing that went through my mind, because Dana White, I, the one thing Dana White is exceptionally good at is pulling a rabbit out of a hat at the last minute. And one of the things that I thought of is, what if he was able to get the Fertitas and some other people that own casinos in Vegas to pull their money and buy a majority of these shares? So they can take back some of the control. 
that well, that'd be interesting. That would change the landscape pretty drastically at that point. And again, Dana White, just looking at his personality, listening to him in interviews, he is a control freak. You have to be to get to that point. And when they sold the WMEIMG, he doesn't have as much control as he used to. Where he did, the Fratidis pretty much said, Dana, we trust you. Do what you got to do. And they always stuck their, knee, their noses in when they had to, when there, was, when there was a problem. For the most part, it was Dana White. Now that's not the case anymore. So that would be very interesting. Again, nothing I've read said that. This is just me speculating. And it was right, an idea right. of... Hey, this would be pretty interesting if it happened. So, uh, we can move on from that. Uh, again, there's going to be more coming out with that soon. Um, well, actually, I'm going to leave this one up to you, James, because you're a much better speaker than I am when it comes to this stuff. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we got a lot coming up here um, regarding Outbreak Entertainment. Um, number one, Suicide Messiah. You have a mixed tag team match coming up on August 10th with your partner in life, Ferrari. You will be taking on the Cuban Assassin as well as Fantasy in a mixed tag team match as the main event of Rocksteady 3. Yes, I'm um, very interested in that match. And the other match that we've announced I'm actually very interested in is uh, Adi Valum, yes. Uh, um versus Maximus. Um, and I'm going to be paying special attention to that because... Adivalu has made mention that you know he wants to he wants to come after me and and that's and that's fine. Again, Adi Adi and myself we're, we're we're family. I've known his family for a long long time because he's part of the Samoans. Uh, but yes, uh, it should be a great show. If you're into professional wrestling, please come out check out that show. Um, it is in Holiday, Florida. Yes. At the uh, the J Ben Harrell Recreation Complex in Holiday. Uh, it's it's on Gulf Trace. It's actually it, Sun Toyota is right at the corner there. If you turn at the light at Sun Toyota towards the uh, towards the uh, water, you'll run right into it. So it's going to be a uh, just past Gulf Trace Elementary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's one of the platforms here, a part of Outbreak uh, Entertainment. Um, hey, listen, uh, you're listening to us right now on one of these wonderful platforms for our podcast. Whether that would be Anchor.fm. Whether that would be on the Apple Podcast. By the way, give us a rate on that. We want to hear your thoughts. We want you to go ahead and give us a good thumbs up there. Um, plus, we have Spotify and multiple other ways you can find us. We're going to get them all listed up on the Facebook page. Speaking of the Facebook page, go ahead, like, subscribe if you haven't done so yet. If you're listening to one of our platforms here, we have a Facebook page, Outbreak MMA Podcast. Go ahead and take a look at that. I am going to be coming up with a Twitter page. I have the Twitter is coming. I just haven't had time to do it yet. Sunday night uh, or Sunday afternoon, Tales from the Highway, a wrestling podcast coming to you live from Sarasota, Florida at Fighting for a Cure 6. We'll be joining that card. We're looking to try to get Mick Foley and Rocky Johnson to be a, a quick guest with us. Uh, but we're definitely going to be joining the show. It's all about cancer. You want to come on down, and we're looking forward to seeing you. So there's plenty of information about Fighting for a Cure 6 on Facebook. So much going on here um, regarding the pocket. I even hear that the Cuban assassin wants us to come visit his bar sometime, but we'll talk about that at a later time. We will talk about that. I do want to add one more thing. If you do uh, uh, you know, subscribe to us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, 
especially on Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please give us a five-star ranking if you like the show. Um, offer feedback. Uh, you can offer feedback on the Facebook page as well. But those rankings are what helps us get sponsors, which helps us improve the show and give uh, give you, listener, a better experience as we go along. So please, we greatly appreciate that. We appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you. Now, I want to get into discussing UFC 240, and then we'll make our picks. And then we're probably going to be out of here. There's really no real rumors or anything coming up. So... This is what I have as a main card. I don't know if you guys have anything different. Uh, Marc-Andre Burial versus uh, Christoph Joko. Is that what you guys have? I don't even have it pulled up yet. What the heck? What's going on, Vince? Your computer's running slow. My computer's not running slow. I let you touch the computer. Uh, no, that, that actually might have been part of the problem. Just like family. That's right. Stop playing with my computer, you. Oh. <laughs> oh, and you are going to ESPN Plus, where you can order UFC 240. Well, it seems to be the best place for me to pull this up, so. Actually, I think it's the only place you can order UFC 240. <laughs> okay. Barry Alt versus... Joko, yeah. Joko, okay. Uh, now... For me, um, I actually am going to pick Joko by decision. Any particular reason why? Uh, I just felt like it. <laughs> I, I don't really have a real good reason why. I just felt like it. I, I for whatever reason, it was one of those. Uh, my gut's telling me to pick him. Well, that, that's the, the problem here is my gut was saying burial, so. All right, well. So right off the bat, we're on opposite sides. This right. could be dangerous. All right. Um, is, uh, the, the next match was uh, uh, Avin Mercier uh, versus, you want to take a crack at pronouncing that name? Sarukin? Sounds right to me. Sarukin. The, yeah, I think the, the T, T is silent. silent. Tsunami. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I, my father did spend time in, in occupied Japan after World War II. He was a soldier. He was out there. He learned Japanese, so he taught me a few couple things. All right, well, see, that, that works out. I actually, I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Aubin Mercier um, because he's French-Canadian. and You can pronounce I, his name. I, that, okay, that, that but, but also, I, I, again, I, I like how, like how Aubin Mercier fights. I, I do. I, I like his style uh, of fighting and everything like that. And I actually think that it's going to be a better fight um, for in 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 Aubin Mercier's favor. Well, here's one of those ones I'm going to end up going with you on that one. <laughs> Why is this happening today? But very for the same reason. He, he's more of a hometown boy than the other. Um, his fighting style is one that looks like it's going to be. Well, it impresses me. And did we? Are we picking rounds and, and outcome on that? Or are we just going on? Uh... No, I figured with the main and co-main, we pick rounds and outcome. Okay. But, uh, now, uh, what's the next one? Next fight was uh, Jeff Neal versus Nico Price. Um, I'll admit, I actually have not seen many of Jeff Neal's fights, so I can't really comment on that. I have seen a number of Nico Price's fights, though. 
and I'm going to actually go with Nico Price on that one. Um, oh, you're looking at the I knew I was going to find that part of it. <laughs> well, it helps you too, because like you said, you haven't watched enough of him on that one. No, if I remember, for some reason I'm thinking Neil is one of the ones on the Contender Series, though. Um, I, I just, I've seen Price fight enough uh, that, that I, I actually, me personally, I'm going to end up picking Price to, to win this one. Um, Price is one of those guys, what little I've seen of him, he's impressive. Um, you watch this so much more than I do. But, again, I'm going with Price on this one as well. Um, has a little bit better record, a little bit more experience. Um, and I think the reach is going to go in his favor. While it's only one inch in the arms, the leg reach, that's another inch and a half. And that does make a difference. Especially when these guys start doing the kicks, it, it's that little bit makes it different. Nico, that pretty much curses us all, and you're going to see Neil win. I now, well, no, 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 no. It, 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 this is interesting. Okay, so next is the co-main, and that's that's Chris Cyborg versus Felicia Spencer. I it goes without saying that I'm going to pick Felicia Spencer. I know, um, and I'm going to pick her by decision. Uh, I actually think that I, I don't see her tapping out Cyborg. Um, I just think that Cyborg is just, I, I just think she's too stubborn to, to tap out. Uh, but the big thing with Felicia Spencer is she needs to actually keep away from the punches and kicks of Cyborg because they're vicious. Uh, and taking her down to the ground seems to be the most logical. That being said, Cyborg is not a slouch uh, with groundwork either. Right. So it's 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 going to be. I, I think it's going to be a great fight, actually. Uh, and and I, I just I, I feel Spencer is going to end up probably coming walking away with that with the decision. Well, I, I agree with the decision part, but I'm going to go with Cyborg. And this goes back to earlier in the podcast. You were saying how you how the factors you thought Cyborg was it being the last one of her contract that she was going to take the loss. She's open to the loss, but again, I heard, saw the interview where she's talking about going for the championship, which means the drive is still there. And I'm going to go on the belief that she's not just saying it to say it; that she actually does want to go and get the title one more time. She does want to make that challenge. And she's going to be into it, and she's going to put forth the best effort. But Spencer's going to give her a tough time, but it's going to be Cyborg in the end. I'm going to go ahead and agree with Mark on this one, only because the fact that the Phenom's going to go out there and show that she wants it, and she's going to go to the distance. It's going to be, it's going to go to the distance. I think right now Cyborg's head is in a messed up spot right now, and I think it's going to come down to Felicia wanting the win. The Phenom's going for it. I, I, I do want to point something out. I, did you also pick Cyborg because when they list Felicia Spencer's reach and leg reach, it's zero? No. I, it's, <laughs> no, much like you had Spencer picked long before uh, I had Cyborg. And again, it was based on the, the defining factor is the fact that she does want to go back for the title, according to her. And I think that's going to be what drives it because really when Cyborg truly wants it, 
I don't know how many can beat her. I mean, I was shocked by Nunez getting her, but... Uh, I think everybody was, yeah. No, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. All right, let's move on with the main event. Oh, yeah. Here's the fun one. Which is Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar, um, which I, I, I think all of us agree is going to be one hell of a fight. So let's look at this. Max Holloway, 20-3 and three with uh, no uh, draws versus 22-6-1 for Edgar. Still fairly close on that one. Um, Holloway coming off a loss, Edgar coming off a win, both from the U.S. Here's a bit. Holloway, 5-11. Edgar, 5-6. They're both coming in at that 145. But the reach isn't all that different. Holloway at 69 inches. Edgar at 68. Here's the where the, the change comes. 42-inch leg reach for Holloway versus the 37-inch leg reach for Edgar. That difference in height is where I start questioning it because now he's got to try and go higher for any of those shots to really get Holloway. But he likes to do the ground game. He looks for the ground game. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned. I want Holloway to win. I'm going to take Holloway in a decision. But I'm not surprised if Edgar takes it. All right, fair enough. I, I, everybody knew that I was going to pick Holloway. You, you said it earlier. I, um, but there are reasons I'm picking Holloway. Uh, I, again, the last Poirier was against McGregor. Right. And then he won a 12-fight winning spree. Right. Now, when he lost to Poirier, who actually was a the, the one that was affected more most from oh, that loss. I wasn't going to touch on it, but go for it. And if you're a parent and you see your child <laughs> devastated like that, you are going to go out there and he, you are going he to He even said, yeah, I lost the superhero aspect. And, 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 and knowing, just watching how much he loves those kids, yep. he is going to go out there and he is going to fight like his life depends on it. Yep. And again, I think, I, I think, if not anything else, I think that might actually be one of the deciding factors with Holloway. Because that's that that's gonna really be in his heart the yep. whole time. Um, again, watching videos of him on embedded leading up to this leading up to this fight, he seems to be in a good place. I mean, both guys seem to be in a good place. So, oh yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be a great fight, but I do think it's gonna go to a decision. Holloway taking the win with a split decision. That's 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 my 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 decision. James, you want to pick this one? Uh, I'm I, I'm actually was looking at one big also another significant difference and that is a 10 year age gap and the reason I want to point out usually I would say in the UFC they've had about the same amount of fights I think there's only like four difference uh, four fights difference so I'm gonna go with um, Holloway in his youth to be able to extend the fight out long and have a better chance of winning the later rounds that will go ahead and propel him to victory at the decision. That's a smart choice. I mean again. I think I think Frankie Edgar, though definitely, I mean, the guy's tough as nails, and he's got great cardio. It's not going to be an easy um, fight. Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, again, nobody's phoning this one in. The the the, the you know the, this fight alone. I, I mean, again, I want to see the whole card, but but this the co-main, those two fights alone sold me on this on this card right off the bat. I agree. So now we just need some chicken wings. 
And, I, I know about and, chicken wings, but I'll have a chicken sandwich. And 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 some girls at our at our, at our, at our fine wing establishment, which we can't mention on here on here. I, I Just as long as they don't ask me if Pepsi's okay for the soda in my Scotch and soda. Alright, but we want to wrap this up. Uh, again, we want to thank all you friends for tuning in. Uh, please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat, tell your hamster, tell your snake. Tune in to the Outbreak MMA podcast, and we'll be back for next week. And, and, and your lemurs, too. Yeah, and your lemurs, too. Thank you very much, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm James Pritzky, and I want you all to have a blessed night here from the Alfred and Oh, yeah, happy birthday, James. I'm 40. Yes. What do we do now, guys? We can go skydiving. Nothing. Rocky Mountain climbing. Rocky Mountain climbing, that sounds good. Rocky Mountain High. Can you ride 2.7 seconds on a bull named Blue? <laughs> I see what I'm doing. Good night, everyone. <laughs>